Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. All right. right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's... In the bonus with Doug Gottlieb. What up, Merka? Doug Gottlieb show in the bonus. We got a great show for you. Radio show is good. Pod is going to be great as well. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, uh, uh. I mean, I had a weekend. I don't know if you determined it great. So... I'm I'm going to share a lot of details. I mean, like, this is my pod, so I get to do it. Uh, Jay Stu, where did you watch the Charger game, since we're both Charger fans? I was at uh, Casey Shine, a mutual friend of ours. We were going to have a big poker night, but we went over to watch the Charger game before the poker. And uh, I was sitting next to my son, who's the biggest Charger fan in the history of the world. So it was uh, quite an experience. Um, it was quite an experience. And how many of, of the other participants in the viewing, how many were Charger fans? Um, good question. So there were, uh, there was another Charger fan in, in the room, but you know, I think that Charger fan was kind of like me. 
pessimistic, um, fear the worst, glasses half empty. Jacob is the opposite. He's just your typical sports fan, very optimistic, and reacts accordingly. Um, okay. So, 27 nothing. what were you thinking? I'm thinking we should probably be up 35 to nothing. <laughs> um, it, it, they, they were giving us the game at that point. So, yeah, 27 nothing. That's what I was thinking. We should probably be ahead more. And don't let them score before the half here, damn it. Yeah, well, uh, here, here's my experience. So, there was a big tournament, which uh, my kids uh, won today in Anaheim's three-day tournament, which... Uh, I got. I actually have an interesting opinion I want to share in regards to women in men's sports, and it's it's something that I I've, I I I suspected, and I've talked to a lot of people in, and it's really kind of interesting. We'll get to that one second, but um, I was coaching in a tournament in Anaheim, okay, and we have space in between games. We played a, like a three, this was Pacific Coast time, played like a 130 and a 320 game, and then no game until seven, right? And we had a debacle of a officiating issue between at seven, between seven and eight. So they're up 27 nothing, and I thought the exact same thing when it was 24 nothing. I felt like, you know, heck, it was a little conservative, like go for a touch, let's get a tutty. Don't kick a field goal. It's not like go for the jugular. 31 nothing. That's a wrap. Right? And it's 27 nothing. And I grab up some food and I'm watching. And I'm thinking like you are, don't let them score before the half. I go to coach the game. And I wasn't, it was such a the the coaching issue was such a debacle that I wasn't paying attention to my phone. I wasn't watching the game. And uh, my son Hayes, who plays for both of the teams, but he played in three, not the fourth game, because there's two teams, two games, because he went to the USC U- U- uh, Utah basketball game. He um, he texted me when it's twenty seven nothing. He's like, "Told you," because he was so sure the Chargers were going to move on. And I go, "Dude, I followed the Chargers a lot longer than you are. Wait till the final buzzer sounds." So I get done. And I'll tell you the story of what happened in a second. And I look at my phone and Hayes is my 13 year old, beautiful boy is cursing at the chargers on my phone. (laughs) Actually it's the pod fucking chargers every fucking time. Why did you make me like a team that fucking sucks? (laughs) That was his, that was his text. (laughs) So I was like, what happened? I look at my phone and I was just stunned, just stunned. So I'd record the game and I come home and I watch the whole thing. And like watching it again is even worse. Like, why did I do, why did I subject myself to this? But God, what a terrible experience. And I will tell you, it actually hurts. It actually hurts. I invested like energy and emotion. Now there's a lot that comes into it. Okay, the officiating angle of it to me is disgraceful. I don't know what Joey Bosa said. I have no idea. I'm guessing there was some form of curse words because he felt like the offensive lineman jumped off sides. uh, Yeah, jumped uh, false start, which he did. And 
while walking by the referee, he said something and the referee comes sprinting back. What, what is that? Like, yeah, Joey Bosa threw his helmet. You would too. If you said something, you're walking off the field. Right. We have to do something about officiating. It's atrocious, but it's not about the missed calls. Partially about the missed calls, but mostly not about the missed calls. It's about the attitude that goes with it. What'd you say? What'd you say? What'd you say? Like, who cares what he said? Who cares? The idea of a personal foul towards a player okay, is when there's a legal hit or in the case of attitude, like if you show up an official, he didn't show up an official. He didn't throw his hands up in the air. He didn't sit there and complain. He didn't do what Tom Brady always does. He did none of that. He clearly said something not under his breath. And when asked what he said, it sounded like he repeated it because, you know, he probably said it was bullshit. You know, I have no idea. None. And by the way, people speculating that he dropped some racial epitaph. Like, why would anybody do that? That's the stupidest shit ever. If you've, if you've tweeted that uh, and based upon no possible knowledge, you should never tweet ever again in your life. You, you defame a dude. It's literally the stupid. Because I've seen that. Have you seen that going around? If it is, that's pretty sad. I mean, I've seen that. I, I will say I have not, tweet. but I've seen it. There's. Some dude with 5,000 followers, like, thinks that's the deal. Jeez. Like, wh- how, how would you possibly get to that point where Joey Bosa, in the midst of an NFL playoff game, in a one-point game, drops an N-bomb, you know, because he thought there was an off, uh, uh, you know, a, a false start? Like, who thinks that way? Why do we chase these ghosts? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. 
and I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But let me tell you about the incident that happened with me on Saturday. So this tournament we played on, played in, had um, one or two female officials in every game. And uh, there's been several... NBA games, the G League is making a push for multiple. There's been all uh, female teams officiating games. And we have this thing, and it's like, it's legitimate. There's there's very little reason. There is a reason, but very little reason that a woman shouldn't be able to officiate a, a men's basketball game, right? Because it's not, it doesn't require, I mean, if some, you know, old dude can run up and down the court, a young woman can do exactly the same, if not better. And it's about her eyes and her judgment and her positioning and all of those things. I, I will I will say that, you know, at the very highest level, I I don't think like in the NBA or in the NFL, like there's certain positions where you got to be really athletic or like in the what is it, the back judge or is it the umpire that's in the middle? Like that's a tough spot for a woman to be. But here's the biggest thing. I'm coaching a game. It's at a place that has nine courts. You can't hear anything, right? Just whistles and sneakers and parents and cheering. That's all you can hear. So the court that I'm coaching at, um, I'm coaching. There's a, a guy named Scoop Jardine who played at Syracuse, a very good player, point guard. Scoop, I'm coaching his nephew. And then Katino Mobley, who, of course, played at Rhode Island, played in the NBA, plays in the big three. Everybody knows who Catino is. So they're watching the game at half to, at, right after halftime. They start playing, and I'm a one-man kind of band. There's nowhere really to stand because there's a metal bench for our bench. And so I walk over, and I dap up Catino, and I say something to Scoop Jardine. I'm walking back to my bench, and the female ref gives me a technical foul. And then I asked, well, what was, why did I get a T? What was the call? Nobody gave me a response. So the woman who gave me the technical foul is at the other end of the court. I was like, ma'am, what was the call? Ma'am, what was the call? Why, what was the call? Because Literally no one said anything other than it was a technical foul. Was it for me? What for? Um, she threw me out of the game immediately. 
I, I was supposed to be escorted from the gym. So I watched the rest of the game with no incident. And then after the game, um, she gave me some evil death stare. And I said, this, this whole thing's embarrassing. And I, I just, the point is this, okay? We've seen this in politics some. We see it in other places. Uh, I, I believe it's one of the things that led to Becky Hammond not getting an NBA head coaching job is how she's perceived. And it's happening in officiating. It happens in television. Happens in radio. Like, here's the general gist of it. If you're good enough, who cares if you're a man or a woman? I sure as hell don't. I've always thought this way of gender. I've always thought this way of race, right? That we should be, it should, it should be a meritocracy, you know? And when... You know, when, when a, 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 it's not a sport that comes down to your, how much testosterone you have and your speed and quickness and athleticism and size. Like if it's about your mind and doing the, like, of, of course, men and women should be equal. Now, the issue is twofold, maybe even three. One is, and this is a minor aside, women's game is actually very, very different. In basketball, women's basketball, they don't let them talk to the refs at all. Players, coaches, nothing. It's embarrassing. Like, what, they, they want a silent gym. Gyms are generally pretty quiet, so they don't want coaches yelling and raining and raining and raving because you can hear it. But to the, the point it's gotten to is it's the weirdest thing ever. It's like, have you ever seen uh, youth sports where they have those quiet crowd weekends? That's what women's basketball is like. So it, it's bizarre. So that's, that's a little bit of it. Secondly, obviously, and this is more basketball specific, but football some too. When you haven't played a sport, especially in the way in which the sport is played, it's really, really hard to judge that sport. And in, um, you know, men's basketball, boys basketball, it's much more physical. And there's also the biggest issue they have is in plays at the rim. But the biggest issue is this. Do you guys remember when Hillary was running for president and people questioned her and her camp's thing was, well, that's sexist. That's misogynistic. It's like, no, we actually question all politicians, men, women on all different sorts of investment. And, and just so you know, like, I'll be totally honest. I voted for Hillary Clinton, but I thought it was embarrassing. The you can't be critical of anything of Hillary without being called misogynist, sexist pig. Right. So the issue and I've heard from WNBA, I mean, excuse me, the NBA, uh, NBA G League has made this huge push. And the biggest issue run into and this is what I run into is um, in, in an effort to prove that they belong. It's like a level of sensitivity and defensiveness that defies all logic and it ruins the sport. It's bad. And everybody's talking about it in the NBA and the WNBA. And I'm and in the NFL, people are talking about it. And my my point to officials is not that women shouldn't officiate men's games. Don't take from this pod and say that. It's that somebody needs to tell all officials, but especially female officials, hey, if you're good enough to get this job, just do the job. Just do the job. Nobody's judging you because you're a woman. Nobody's judging you because you're a man. Nobody's judging you if you're straight. Nobody's judging you if you're gay. All we're judging you is, are you a good ref or a bad ref? 
And I think like an official has to have confidence, but you can't have ego. And when I saw in that Charger game where that last penalty was ego, it was gross. That is a gross penalty. I, I don't actually care what Joey Bo said. And this has nothing to do with me being a Charger fan. Dude is running. You only give a guy a T if he shows you up. He makes it makes a spectacle of himself at, at your expense or at somebody else's expense. And you only throw a personal foul for something somebody said. If they got in your face and they show you up and they point at you and they put their hands on you, point to your chest or whatever, that's it. So this is not me defending the Chargers on the epic collapse. This is me simply pointing out that, that the sensitivity level of all officials, because they're all questioned, um, it, it has to be dialed back. The game is not about you or your ego. The game is about the game. Make it about the game and you'll be fine. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. All right, let's get to what the Fox said. And now. <laughs> What's up, the Fox said? This is TJ Hushmanzada on Up On Game, talking with Plaxico Burris um, about uh, on on Saturday's show about Lamar Jackson. They feel Lamar's ready to play. That's not my opinion. I was told this. They feel Lamar's ready to play and he's not playing. And they offer Lamar the second most guaranteed money in the history of the NFL. That was behind Deshaun Watson. Obviously, Lamar wants a fully guaranteed contract. And so that's why it's the second most guaranteed money in the history of the league because they're not going to guarantee the entirety of the contract. Lamar wants a guaranteed contract. The NFLPA is pushing for him to get a guaranteed contract. I don't believe the Ravens are going to fold on that and give him a fully guaranteed contract. And so now you're playing this game of cat and mouse, and who's going to come out on top? The Ravens need Lamar Jackson. That's the problem. When he plays, they win. When he plays, they average over 20 points a game. When he does not play, they don't win as much, and they average, I believe it's like 10 points less within another quarterback than Lamar Jackson. And when Lamar Jackson won MVP, the Ravens have had three years to show him we want you to be our long-term quarterback, and they've yet to do that. You've had so much time. And you can say, yeah, Lamar's ready to play. He may be ready to play. But Lamar's not going to play because he feels like what I want and what I feel I've earned and deserve, you're not giving it to me. Um, that's interesting because uh, somebody on Fox Sports Radio basically said the, th- this entire thing. And the crazy part about it is, like, holding out for a playoff game? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm going to tell you right now. I wouldn't. First of all, giving a guy who runs as much as he runs, and oh yeah, by the way, got hurt both the past two years, and hasn't been great. Hasn't been great uh, since the MVP year. Hasn't been great in the playoffs. But regardless, like, if you if you go by the old idea of, the next guy up should get a dollar more than the highest. The problem is that that is an outlier contract to Deshaun Watson. Everyone else's contract is in line with everything else. But holding out in a playoff game, to me, that's a death sentence. I, the Ravens are going to franchise tag him. I don't know if they trade him, but that's a hard one to come back from. It, it just is. Like, it breaks a team apart. Oh, yeah, by the way, I don't know why Tyler Huntley is being called for a sneak at that spot or why he's going over the top. I don't get any of that. Like everyone else in football is putting the tight end behind the quarterback and pushing him over. Instead, they got Tyler Huntley trying to jump over the top. But they're that play away from playing this weekend. I think Lamar's really good. He's much better than anyone possibly could have imagined. And the Ravens designed a great system around him. 
But there's there's a couple of things that should be pointed out. Okay, hard to win the playoffs that way. When he's played in the playoffs, he's had a top ten defense, and most guys will tell you, in order to advance in the playoffs, you got to have a top ten defense. And if you pay Lamar, Deshaun Watson money, something else is going to suffer. Most notably, the defense. I mean, that's just the kind of reality of it. The the defense is going to suffer because all of that money at some it there's nowhere to hide it on the cap. You can't hide it forever. But the last thing is this: like this deal could have gotten done if he had an agent. Instead, it's his mom. And he's got like a lawyer, like you need somebody with years of experience and not understands the cap and how you can write in bonuses. But I, 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 I doubt very substantially that he gets a five-year guaranteed contract from the Ravens. The difference though, in what you're hearing from me and what you hear from other people is don't get it twisted. The Ravens want him. They've always wanted him. They've wanted to get a deal done. He's, he's impossible to deal with. Impossible. It's his mom and his desires to have a fully guaranteed contract. And I wouldn't give why why would you why would you give him a fully guaranteed contract? Why? It doesn't make any sort of logical sense. Like Pat Mahomes deal, who's better than Lamar, was not a fully guaranteed contract. And and of course no one's gonna really argue with me that Pat Mahomes, right? Josh Allen is better. Is his contract fully guaranteed? His extension? Of course not. So only Deshaun Watson. I, I actually agree with the Ravens. And they hold all the cards because they can franchise tag him for not just this season, but for next season. And honestly, a third season if they want to. And pay it as they go. I, I, I think it's fascinating, but I also believe that my initial instincts were correct and that Lamar can in fact play. Let me give my pick of the day with the Cowboys taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dallas is a three-point favorite. I know we all want, okay, we all want to see the Cowboys lose. We all believe that Tom Brady is the GOAT. But can we be really honest? While the whole world seemed to be freaking out, freaking out over the Dallas Cowboys losing a meaningless game to the Washington Commanders last week. Um... Tom Brady had a good game. They still lost the Atlanta Falcons. This is a team that, um, this is a team in Tampa right, that has, they've lost to all the good teams they played against, except for, I guess, the Seahawks, who are a playoff team, just barely. Uh, and they beat the Cowboys first game of the season. It does feel like a completely different team since then. And remember, Dak Prescott got hurt in that game. Uh, it's three point line, it's in Tampa. I think you load up on the Dallas Cowboys. They just have way more talent and they're much healthier than, than the uh, Tampa Buccaneers. That's my pick of the day. All right. That's it for the, for the, in the bonus podcast. Remember to listen to the Doug Gottlieb show daily. Thanks so much for downloading this podcast. Also, I get the all ball pod for you. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is in the bonus. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. 
Around. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.